Hello and welcome to Plot Trists. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we're reviewing Once Upon a Moonlit Night by Elizabeth Hoyt. This was published in 2016 and is the tenth and a half book in the Maiden Lane series. Needed a palate cleanser after Val. It's it's a palate cleanser after Val, but it's also set concurrently with the end of Val's book. So I think it's like I think it's a really good one to I like honestly think it's a really good one to read right after his book. There's no Lords of Chaos. No, there are not. Which I think is what makes it a palate cleanser. Absolutely. Uh, so the book jacket. Hippolyta Royale is running for her life. Pursued by hounds on a cold, rainy night, the heiress flags down a passing carriage and throws herself at the mercy of the coach's occupant. Whoever this handsome traveler may be, he is her only hope to escape a terrible fate. But should he agree to escort her to safety, he's in for much more than he bargained for. At first, Matthew Mortimer doesn't believe Hippolyta's story, that she's a fabulously wealthy heiress who's been kidnapped. He assumes she's a beggar, an actress, or worse. But once his new travel companion washes the mud from her surprisingly lovely face, and they share a breathtaking kiss, there is no turning back. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's that's it. That's it. Look, this novella is, like, less than 100 pages long. Not is a lot. Is that why we're reviewing it this week? Yes, it is. Possibly. But, I mean, we were going to review it soon anyway, because we, we needed to review it before the next Maiden Lane book. Not a lot happens in this book. No. Similar to most great novellas, it is tropetacular, and it uses tropes to sort of give you character development. But before we do tropes, we do our own summaries using a random number. For novellas, that number is generated between 1 and 25, and this episode, that number was 18. Meg, do you want to start? I will start. Hitchhiking safety tip. If the guy who picks you up has a mongoose, go on a hop in. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> it's not a euphemism, although... It would be kind of cool if it was. It's not. This guy's got a mongoose named Tommy, Tommy Teacup or Tommy Tea Kettle. Teapot. Tommy Teapot. You got so close. <laughs> it's Tommy. Okay. I know the Tommy part. <laughs> okay. My 18 word summary. You better hope that if fleeing a captor, one, your rescuer is nice. And two, you are both hot. And luckily for all of us, those conditions are met in this book. Correct. <laughs> Tropes. It's a road trip romance, as you might have guessed from both of our summaries and the book jacket. Um, that road trip romance includes only one bed at the inn, only one room at the inn. Mm-hmm. It, it also includes... Yes, tell me. What else is she's involved? She's gross, right, Meg? She's, dis she's really disgusting. <laughs> yes. And therefore, she has to call a bath. Oh, I, I was like, what was she going for here? Yes, she does have to take a bath. And what happens when you're bathing in the only room in the inn that you're sharing? You forget to lock the door. 
And maybe the hot guy who's in your carriage with you walks in on you. I don't know. Could happen. And he has a real thing for nipples, apparently. He's a boo guy. Like, for sure. We learned that. Um, She was blackmailed in the last book. Like, Valentine was blackmailing her. Yeah. But she is blackmailed again for the same reason. Yeah. Her mother is an unknown entity in... English society for a reason. Yeah, it's. I mean, we'll get into it, I guess, probably a little bit, but I didn't find this all that compelling. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. We'll get there. Um, fake identity. She tries to tell him exactly who she is and he doesn't believe her. He is a newly minted Earl, but decides not to tell her. So the fake identity is his, although also kind of hers because he doesn't believe that her actual identity is her real identity. If that makes right, sense. but he's letting her believe he's like an average dude traveling, mm-hmm. and he is not. He is an Earl. Yes, but does he have any money, Lane? He does not because the previous Earl put everything into disrepair and debt that's right as i mean does anyone ever inherit an estate in good order i think it's impossible i think there are some that have been just like like uh anthony bridgerton well anthony bridgerton sure and and the carstingtons like benedict when he inherits is going to be in the best order we all know this but Often it's, really it's like, it's at the very, it's, no, it's twofold. It's like, it's d- daddy issues come in two forms. Either my dad was perfect and therefore I am emulating him or I'm looking for him everywhere I look, or my dad was fucked up and I am rebelling against him or dealing with the way he mistreated me. So yeah, no, there are, you either have a paragon of virtue as a father and you inherited a perfect estate and it is crippling for you, or you inherited crippling debt. <laughs> yeah. In this case, there's, there's no daddy issues. No daddy issues in this book. I'm shocked. No, none. Oh, my God. The anti-trope. What? I'm amazed. I feel like this is, like, literally one of the first books. This might be a moment read. for us, Meg. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, Can you believe that after they shared a carriage for, like, several days and had to share a bedroom for several days that they would be discovered, compromised, and forced to wed? I can't picture it. Shocking. It's never happened before in the history of romance. Doesn't so. happen. Um, and she has like the makeover moment, except instead of like the new dress and taking her glasses off, it's just she has bathed. <laughs> He's like, oh, she's pretty under all that mud. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What did you think about this book, Lane? It was fun and so short that I don't know that I have an opinion. It was a good time. Yeah, it's it's a good time. I think I think it's a little bit disappointing. Her character is for sure. Yes. Because Hippolyta Royal has been built up as this larger than life woman of mysterious origins and mysterious wealth. And to have the answer to that, like this is basically spoiler free, be her mom is a mystery, but her dad is a respectable knight who came by money via mercantilism is like kind of like she was built up to be this woman with like a secret. Mm-hmm. And the secret is just like her mom wasn't British. Yeah, her her mom was of Indian origin. 
And she really seemed bigger than that. She seemed to have secret money and a scandalous past. She's like very respectable, very demure, very like paragon of English virtue, except for her mother was not English. Yeah. And it's like, I have always, and I've talked about this in other books too. I've always thought that Hippolyta would have like a novel, like her own book. She was being built up to be a heroine. And I, I'm not, I don't know what happened, but Elizabeth Hoyt was like, I'm going to pivot and go this Lords of Chaos direction. And Hippolyta doesn't really fit in to that arc. I totally agree, but I expect it, especially given how willing Hoyt always is to go dramatic, mm-hmm. that Hippolyta's story would be, if not scandalous, then at least bold. <laughs> the fact that she's literally like a boring-ass debutante. I thought you were going to say at least interesting. <laughs> No, but like, big, like it, this book was interesting enough for 87 pages, but Hippolyta seemed like she was going to be like a force. Yeah. Yeah. With like all these secrets and. Yeah. Like I would, I was ready for her to be like living under an assumed identity and a French orphan who'd been Napoleon's mistress. I don't even know if it's the right she, timeline, but I was she, ready for like epic. She wasn't even, she wasn't this guy's daughter. She was his mistress that he decided to like give money to or something like something wild yeah i was ready for wild and this was as tame as a woman who had been blackmailed for several books and a walking like diamond but older for the Mm -hmm. ones preceding yeah um so yeah i don't know and then i again as someone who started reading the series when it came out and basically followed it until at the end i was always expecting her to be with Lord Dark for some reason. Adam? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I thought they were going to get a, the full novel treatment. Is his novella be before this one? I think it's, I think technically it's after this one. We read it before this one. Right, that's why I'm asking, because I know yeah. we read it out of order. Yeah, we read it out of order. I think it's technically after this one because he's not married, I don't think, in this book. Although it's not made clear. No, he's just there. He's just there. And yeah, I don't know. I I feel like both Adam and Hippolyta got the short stick for some reason. I see that. So anyway, I, I, I don't know. I don't really get it. She got interested in this like (laughs) deviant sex society instead. Okay, whatever. So speaking of the uh, deviant sex society, Mm -hmm. uh, any warnings here? Yes. Um, First of all, she's running away from Val. I just wrote all of the warnings as Valentine Napier. I thought that was pretty all-encompassing. Well, there are some other ones, though. She's almost raped. But Val did that kind of, too? I mean, yes, but he, he didn't do that in this book. Correct. But, I like, Val implies it by existing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so she she's almost raped. Like, she's almost gang-raped, actually. Yeah, it was really traumatizing, and I'm trying to make light of it because I don't want to think about it. Okay, okay, now I get it. So anyway, FYI, that is in this book. And then later on, she's, um, there's some racism in the book as well. So racism. And there's some violence at the end, too. All those. This guy gets his face pounded in and his ribs kicked. Yep. Mm, I think that's about it. Valentine Napier. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. 
Was the book sexy? I think Elizabeth Hoyt often uses sex to further the plot or to do something interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think here she used sex when she had no other ideas. I agree with you because this book, okay, I think this book starts off really strong. I well, really she's on the run like, from Val and dogs. Yes. I love jumping in a carriage with an unknown man. I love, you know, <laughs> what? I think it's like a great beginning to a story. I wouldn't actually do it in real life. <laughs> Continue. Although maybe if I was running from Val, I would. So, but I mean, it starts off with this great, it's like in media rest. It's like in the middle of the action. She is, you know, running away, getting, rescuing herself really. And then um, she's with this guy uh, on the road. I would have been happy with an entire book that was just a road trip. Them getting to know each other, falling into bed with each other. And then at the end, both of them internally, because they started to do this in the book, internally both thinking, because she thinks I'm going to get my dad to allow a cartographer to call on me. And yeah. he's thinking, wow, she's she's really beautiful. She's more than I thought. You know, she's really great. Even and, if I know I should be marrying a wealthy debutante. Exactly. I like her. And so if in the end there was some kind of mutual reveal or something like that, where they meet at a ball. Someone is like, "I, re you really need to meet this new Earl. And someone tells him, you need to meet this heiress. And they're both thinking, oh, I wish I could see the other person. It was the other person. Like, and that was right. the end. And then, well, the end would be them slipping off and, you know, fucking in the garden. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> but, like, that, to me, would have been a more satisfying arc mm -hmm. than this really weird, like, half road trip and then half marriage it's not even a marriage in crisis but it's like this weird like i'm lying to him about my origins blackmail shit it was very strange yeah yeah it the construction of this novella was really weird to me because again it starts off really strong and then it slows way the fuck down and it's 87 pages so like yeah Okay, so, like, 40 pages of action and then 40 pages of, like, blackmail, this and that. And also, like, of those 40 pages, probably 20 of them are sex. That's the good part. Right, which is the good part. So, all that is to say, sexiness to me is more than sex scenes. It's, like, buying chemistry, how it's paced, what it adds to the story. I think the downer here is, like, even when the sex is, like, objectively hot, it feels like how do I put this? It's not a distraction from the story. It's just, it's all that there is. Yeah, yeah. It's all that there is. Yeah, I agree with you. They're not, like, having a conversation and then topping it off with the sex. Or they're not even, like, slowly building up a relationship. You go right from their first kiss to their wedding day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they jump. They jump. There's, like, a two-week jump in there. Yeah, there's a time jump and... You know, the morning after their wedding sex, which is obviously revelatory because they're like perfect for each other and faded and whatever, is when all of this blackmail drama crops up and misunderstandings and angst. And it's just like the sex was literally just a let's press pause on the plot, not an mm -hmm. adding to the plot. Yeah, I will say the ending of the book, too, I think is just really weirdly constructed. 
because she she foils the blackmail plot basically because she foils it by the way anyone foils blackmail, which is by revealing it. So she reveals the secret like in public at this ball, and then and then he Matthew is like, I'm gonna go confront the blackmailer at this ball in the library, and I'm like, this guy's at the ball. How is he not gonna know that the blackmail was foiled? It was really, like, he just showed up at the ball and then went to wait in the library without, it seemed, mm, I don't, I'm about to say it seemed far-fetched, but, I mean, this was an 87 patient novel about a girl running away from Valentine Napier and jumping into a carriage, so why am I saying it's far-fetched? I don't know, Lane. I agree with you, though. It seems like Hippolyta was introduced as a really cool character who ended up being unnecessary to Maiden Lane as a whole, and this was the way to, like wrap her up with a bow yeah which is fine but it's ultimately it doesn't feel like this exists because there was a really good idea for novella yeah well and she was like i really i swear to you because her fate is left unknown in duke of sin yeah like you don't know what the heck happens it 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 does i know we often say like novella should have been books this is a character i would have expected to be a main character yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like finding out she was a novella is was shocking. Yeah, like the there are other characters, the other novellas we've read, um, and will read. It made more sense for them to be, you know, side characters. Like mm-hmm. Godric's sister it made total sense for her to be in a novella. Or Not dark, dark, a little bit though. less. Yeah, and then the last one is about Mary Darling, which makes so much sense. Not Mary Darling, Mary Whitson. Yes. So which, Mary Darling yeah. is like a baby. Not so Mary Darling. I have Mary... questions. <laughs> which makes you're like, oh yeah, Mary Whitson. I'd like to know about her love story. Yeah. This one, and to a lesser extent, even Lord Dark, felt like I have this great character and my original idea for her isn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, I really wonder what happened behind the scenes. I'm like interested to know. But... Well, like, maybe we're totally wrong. Maybe this was always the plan. Maybe this was always the plan. She's just like, I just make really amazing side characters. Sorry, bitches. I mean, the one thing going against us is Hippolyta never got she never character got, POV. So it's not like she went that hard. You're so right. And neither did Lord Dark. So you're right. You're correct. But you know what? I had fun. Like, I'm not disappointed that I read this book. This is a fun book. Anything that takes for an, an hour. hour is a good time. Yep, exactly. And it is hot. Like, I know we just were like, well, the sex didn't further the story. But the, the sex was hot sex, though. It was, it was sex. It was, so, it was white. Yeah. Yeah, it was white sex. If you think white, right, sexy. It's on the sexy side for white, in my opinion. Well, for 87 pages, of course. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, the sex scenes themselves, because sometimes you can read one of her books, like Griffin's book. And you're like, there was just a little bit, a little bit of, like, too much discomfort and prioritization of his pleasure for me. Mm, That's fair. That's all I'm saying. It's, like, totally fair. But it's hot, though. I just want to make sure that, you know, we make that clear. I think you did. Good. Thank you guys so much for listening. We would love it. If you would rate, review, subscribe, and check us out anywhere you can find plot trusts around the internet, especially Instagram, Goodreads, and WordPress.